Have you ever heard something come out of your own mouth that you never intended to say? I mean, there was no conscious thought or preparation in advance, but because I had said it, a very big change occurred in my life. Yes, we're talking about change today, life change as it pertains to being a disciple of Jesus. In 2003, some friends of mine were opening a a ministry called Master's Commission, which actually has hundreds of chapters all over the world, but they were opening up a chapter right here in our own local church, and they were going to be the administrators. Their daughter and son-in-law were going to be the directors, and we were having a prayer meeting two weeks before the opening of the ministry because they didn't have enough home openers to receive the students that were coming. They were going to have to live in our area for about nine months for this ministry program. So we went to the prayer meeting and we prayed heartily for everything that that was of concern. And as the prayer meeting was breaking up and we were casually talking as we were leaving, I said to my friend, who's one of the administrators, I said, hey, I'll be a house mom if you find a house. And I had never thought of that prior to that moment. It had never entered my mind. But I said it, and within a week, someone from the church offered an empty house that they had. And I was shocked. And within another week, I was moving into this house to be a house mom for six young women involved in this ministry ministry school. It was a profound change for my life because I'd been living alone in an apartment for 17 years with no thought of ever leaving that. And it was an enormous change in, in another sense because I was ending up becoming like a mom, just like I said, to to these young women. It was delightful. It was challenging. It was impactful. And I believe it brought change to their lives, but I know it brought change to my life. And in, in a deep sense, we were learning to be disciples of Jesus, learning to follow him, learning to grow in what he had for us. I remember one particular day early on in this experience and we had moved into the house and I was praying and I asked the Lord how in the world I was going to do what I felt he was calling me to do and be an example for these young women. And this is what I sensed. This is what I felt that the Lord put in my heart and he said, Live your life before them as an open book. That's what I sensed. And what that turned into was me showing them how I walked with God, me showing them my responses, my prayers, my tears, my laughter, my uh, the teachings that God had given me just in my private devotions with the Lord over the 
previous 17 years. And it became a, a, a deep, rich experience. And when when those nine months were over, it was it was like a part of my heart was being ripped out when the girls went home. But it opened up a, a new chapter in my life of of being involved in discipleship. And we're about to listen to an interview where uh, two of the young women that had lived with me at different points over the next several years, um, Arlette, she uh, was there that first year and was one of the six. And then G came along a few years later. We were actually in another house by then and sharing some responsibilities, but they were both involved in Master's Commission and that that nine-month ministry program. It was, again, a delightful experience, an enriching experience, and one of the great joys of my life now, uh, 17 years later, is seeing the women that they have become. And we're about to hear from them as we have a discussion about being a disciple and discipleship. Okay, I have with me today a couple of special guests, and um, I think it's important for me to tell you straight up from the beginning that both of these uh, women call me mama, (laughs) (laughs) even though I am not their mother. I can't take credit for who they are, but I am very proud of who they are, and they call me mom because they adopted me. I did not adopt them. (laughs) She didn't want to. We just took her. Um, no, I have a, a great deal of respect for, for who these young women have grown into, and I would like to hear from them today as we talk about discipleship. And so I'm going to introduce their names and then ask them to tell you a little bit about who they are. We have Arlette Avalos, and we have Gertha Brave Jean. And uh, ladies, Arlette, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Arlette. Uh, I'm originally from Mexico. I've been in the United States for way too long. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, 20 years. Wow. And and that's how I met you. You were at the Hispanic Church. So I've known Mama for 20 years. Wow. 20 years. I remember meeting your family first on the beach. Really? Yeah, and um, the the Hispanic Church had gone to to the beach to baptize or okay. something, and um, it was it was cute actually because I think they took your little sister out to baptize her. Okay. And when they went to lay her down in the water, all the water ran out into the. There was like <laughs> no water there. It was funny. But um, but that was the first time I met your family that, yeah. that day. Yeah. 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 So it's been good. a long time. Yeah. Um, I go to the Daxborough Church of God. Um, I recently became a pastor. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I was with G. That's how I met uh, G in Master's Commission. I was the I I did four years there, two years as a student and two years as um, assistant, assistant directors. Yes, best mm-hmm. one ever. Fantastic. <clears throat> and G, 
we call Gertha G or Gigi. Oh, Jetta. I Jetta. got my many names. Jetta is her <laughs> real name, right? Yep. Well, my name is G, Gigi, Gertha. Um, I'm originally from the Bahamas with the Haitian background. Mm-hmm. My parents are from Haiti. Um, I've been here 15 years. And that's how I met Miss Cheryl. So I've known Miss Cheryl 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a mother, a wife, a believer, a business owner, a podcaster, <laughs> a neighbor, a, a neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> and an eater. I like to eat your food. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining joining us today. And the focus of our podcast today is going to be on discipleship. And so I'd like to ask you both, what, what do you think of when you think of a disciple? What, what is a disciple of, of Jesus Christ? When I think of a disciple, I, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know why, is um, Paul. Um, because I think of how when, before Paul had his encounter with Christ on the road of Damascus, and I think of like how he wrote majority of the New Testament and how somebody so bad can be such an influence. Mm. So when I think of like discipleship, I think of like change, like somebody evolving, you know, and I don't know why, but every time I think of discipleship, I think of Paul. Because he had such an amazing transformation yeah. in his life. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for me... um, it's going to sound corny, but, you know, like typical or whatever, but a follower of Christ. Um, so, and for that, there is a lot of, a, a lot of the, you have to go through one of the things, you know, uh, Matthew 16 says, uh, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. But, um, it took me a while, uh, since being from, uh, a different country and, you know, like, Hispanics, as you can tell by my accent, um, we tend to be a little bit more religious. You know what I mean? So it it, it was a learning process for <laughs> me, for sure. Mm, it's interesting. Uh, how did uh, you said you were tend to be more religious? And how would you compare how you are now to where you were then what how did the transformation happen uh well see for me the way that I saw um and that I'm gonna jump to discipleship like the way that I saw that it was like okay let me learn the bible let me memorize let me study so I can transfer this to another human being Mm -hmm. and this person can create a chain Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and you know and oh and let me tell them my whatnots and you know what to do what not to do and the religion pattern that we grew up consider is right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then I mean not that it's wrong that you teach them uh all this theology like uh, like for me I got a little too much into theology Mm -hmm. at one point uh and forgetting the the I think the most important thing and what really discipleship is about that is transforming somebody's heart you know yeah, uh, with, yeah. with the enlightenment and with the, with the truth <clears throat> of who really jesus christ is that's great that's really good so you went from um learning all the religious things to life transformation yes what a what a huge huge difference yes. between yeah. those 
yeah, I mean, learning scripture, learning the Bible is all very important. And there are, you know, important doctrines that we need to learn. But the biggest thing is life change. Right. Yeah. If yeah. your life isn't changing, like you said, the transformation with Paul, then it's it's basically worthless. Yeah. And um, it's no different from what we would call a false religion, is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So the, both these ladies actually have taken us into what we really want to get to is a discussion about discipleship. And um, so you may have already answered this, but when we think about what, <clears throat> what is discipleship, um, I think you both have, have already given us some good thoughts towards that. But I think... First of all, I think of a disciple is a learner, a follower, just if you could put it in simple terms. And so then discipleship is the process of of growing as a disciple with the goal of becoming like Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so as, as we think about discipleship, you guys we all three consider ourselves to be disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to have a discussion about maybe how we were discipled and I also want to lead into how you may be discipling others. Um and and so do you have any thoughts to share in those areas? Well, like I said we went to Master's Commission uh and that's um that was my fir- first experience uh, of uh, what it is to be disciple. Um, there were rules that we needed yeah. to follow. There were uh, things that we needed to do, things that uh, we needed. Yeah, go ahead and describe the program briefly because people may not have heard of that. Um, so it's a program. It's a nine-month for... uh, discipleship program. Like uh, spiritual boot camp. Yes, that's <laughs> what it is. That's yeah. a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. For, for, for people aged... 18 to 25 to 25 something around that range i don't think we really had an age like after 18 yeah um so uh, we will travel our um do you remember it was what what was it to know him and to know him and make him known yeah that that was was our model and um we we used like we will learn and what we learn we will uh give it to people through our human videos, which is a a drama or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that was my first encounter with uh, discipleship. And and then, of course, like you have been a big part of that uh, in my life. Uh, uh, You know, having that somebody to teach you um, how to pray sometimes or to help you pray. and one of the things that is very important to me that you have given that to me, it's uh, teaching me by me watching you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like not saying anything and, and, and you're learning and you're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's too deep, but um, that's one of my main things when, um, when I learn by watching somebody walk the walk, not yeah. just talk mm-hmm. the talk. To me, that was uh, very important, and especially coming out of Master's Commission, you know, like you were there uh, to continue that discipleship uh, going. I don't think with you even knowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that blesses my heart deeply to know that. Um, I, I do think it's important for us to, to realize that people are watching us. 
and um, I believe that we each need to have a sense of who's watching us and who are we watching, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and not just watching, but it's like, it's a good idea to, a really good idea to, to select somebody that you, you have a respect for, or you see good traits in them. And then you learn, like you said, you yeah. learn by observing yeah. that person. And then as well, the awareness of, um, who's behind you, who's watching you so that your life is is being that same good example for somebody else. Um, so have I just stolen all your answers now? <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts, G, that you want to, to add? No, no, I, I agree with you. And just to, like, piggyback off what Arlette was saying, you know, like how she said she observed you, and you said, you know, we have to be mindful of who is observing us, mm-hmm. you know. In the same way, it can be something positive or it can be something negative that's true you know um even if you pick up like certain traits like i just well not just realized like for example the director of master's commission carrie avalos giving her props because <laughs> i've i've been around her so much you know at one point we spent a couple summers together just talking about master's commission that some of her traits I start to pick up, mm-hmm. you know, like some of her personalities or some of her words or some of the things that she, she does, it becomes now part of my character. Mm-hmm. Like even my husband's like, that's something Carrie would say, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't deliberately do it. Mm-hmm. And, and she's a, she's a good example. I, I got to give her props for that. She's a good example, you know, but in the same way too, like if you find yourself in a negative environment, you, you kind of pick up those traits and like so you really have to be careful you have to be careful because discipleship like i said it, it can be good or it can be bad like you said it's to learn mm-hmm. and to grow mm-hmm. and you know as believers that we have to be in a position that you know that mindful that people are always looking at us mm-hmm. and we don't do stuff for the people right you know what i mean right. if, we, mm-hmm. if our focus is on god then that's it is my focus is to please god mm-hmm. that whatever i do somebody will see it right and they will I guess mimic it, yeah. you know, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for God. Yeah. Yeah. Some good points there. And yes, we, we do want to give acknowledgement to, um, pastor Enrique and Carrie Avalos who were directors for master's commission while it was here in our local area. Um, and they served in that role for gosh, they're was, still serving. <laughs> well, they're still pastors of course, but master's commission that, that particular unit yeah. has, has closed. Um, but yeah, they are, they are great people and, um, we're thankful for what they've done through master's commission. And, um, I, so, so through master's commission and through relationships within master's commission, you both would say that you were received a lot of discipleship through through that. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) And, and anything else in your life you wanted to share? From your backgrounds and as far as that goes? Um, you, you brought out an interesting point, which I didn't even think about before we started the podcast. Um, when the, the whole reason I, um, I would say that I'm here, because God placed a lot of people in my life. Mm-hmm. But it started off with um, my seventh grade teacher, mm-hmm. right? Who, back in the Bahamas, who basically showed me love. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in a family, 
you know, where love is like, I buy you this. This is how I show you. I don't blame my I parents provide for that. For yeah, you. that's just yeah. that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So you don't really get the I loves you, I love you, or the hugs, and you you know. Mm-hmm. So when I met this teacher, she she hugged me, and I'm like, what What's is going, going on here? Like yeah. you know, I'm not used to this, but now I'm like all oh, a hugger. I'm hugging everybody left, right, center. Um, but because God placed her in my life, like because through her, um. I was able to find God, you know what I mean? And so she put me in a path to where I am now. Even being here in Delaware, she played a huge part in this too wow. as well. Yeah, because I, I was torn between whether to go to Master's Commission or Art Academy in Texas, and I really wanted to go to Art Academy. <laughs> yeah. And so she told me, she was like, write your pros and your cons. And, you know, at the end of the day, God will tell you what to choose. And I wrote my pros and I wrote my cons. And Honor Academy was where everything was, the pro, because I knew everything about Honor Academy. But I really felt like God was telling me to go to Master's Commission. And she supported me. And and um, and that's why, too, like, even with me, like, I want to be, wherever I go, I'm like, Lord, let me be a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she was a blessing to me. She helped me, propelled me to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so... Whoever I talk to or whoever I touch, I want to be that influence. Right. You know what I mean? So I want to be that influence to take. Because you don't know who you can touch. Mm-hmm. Because we're all disciples. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't have... We, everybody may think of disciples. They think of disciples back in the Bible where they're um, healing the blind and they're doing they're doing all this miraculous stuff. But we're all disciples. Just saying somebody hi. Send somebody a text saying God loves you. That's doing the act of God. You know, so those were my points. That's good. You've given the Holy Spirit opportunity. So I, I really, um, I want to emphasize this importance of key relationships in our lives, and that it it really seems like discipleship discipleship doesn't happen if there's not key relationships, important relationships. If there's if there's not people in our lives for us to watch. It's very difficult to become a disciple. It is, and um, it's 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 so good. How about um, you guys have touched on this a little bit? Um, G, you are a, a business owner and um, a mother, and Arlette, you're a pastor and a mother as well. Um, and so, of course, you discipling your children oh. is huge and important. But I know that there are other people. <laughs> that um that are watching your lives as well and um anything that you want to add or think think about that um what i said earlier you know that um at the end of the day is a transformation of the heart um and you really don't think about this but what you went through the things that um happened to you um they are really doors for other people to yes. come into this discipleship. Um, it happened to me, um, you know, um, I have, I'm 36 years old and of course I have gone through different things, difficult times. And uh, um, that really has opened doors for me, uh, mm-hmm. even to unsafe uh, females mm-hmm. that will, that don't have, they're not in, even in this state. You know what I mean? That will reach out to me and and kind of saying, uh, through, I know through the media, social yeah, media. through Facebook especially okay. that have said, um, I know you have gone through this, 
uh, and I want to know how you came out of that. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you did. And uh, who is this God that you talk about? Amen. You know what I mean? That's so it's great. it's just um, whatever you went through, you're, you're going to yeah. make it and it's going to help you. It's going to be at the end of the day, it's going to be used uh, for the glory of God. Yes, amen. Anything to add? No? Okay. Well, it's um, it's been a really good discussion. And I thank both of you ladies for sharing your hearts and sharing your lives and also encouragement and uh, for me. And um, we just thank you so much. Thank you. And you keep doing the podcast. Wasn't that a great discussion about being a disciple and discipleship? I'm so grateful Arlette and G were able to join us today. I want to uh, give a little bit of of props to them too, supporting them. G has her own podcast called The Legendary Mogul, where she is recognizing the unrecognized as it comes to entrepreneurs and business owners. Give a listen to that. You'll find it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts. You can search for that, The Legendary Mogul. And uh, G also, along with her husband, they have a business in Seaford, Delaware, called One Way Insurance Group. And their telephone number is 302-321-6727. They make insurance easy. Arlette, you can find her on Sundays at Dagsboro Church of God with the Hispanic congregation, Iglesia de Dios. And she is uh, serving with Pastor Enrique Avalos. So we thank them both so much. And I just want to uh, restate a couple of things that these strong women of God said. And G emphasized, be that influence. She's being an influence and she's charging each of you to be that influence. And Arlette said, at the end of the day, it's about the transformation of the heart. Keep that in mind. Keep that your focus. G also said that we don't serve to please people. We focus on God and then we choose to mimic the traits that we see that are from God, but we focus on God. As we wrap up the podcast today, I'd like to remind you of a couple of things. One, in just in the Gospels alone, in Scripture, there are more than 20 verses where Jesus was saying, follow me sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. And what he meant was, come after me, accompany me, be in the same path that I'm on, be near me, pursue me. And in some instances in scripture, you can see where they called him rabbi. And of course, historically in the Jewish faith, at that period of time, there was the rabbi-disciple relationship and as a part of that, it was it was really um, a transferring of knowledge, of culture, of faith from one person to another. To become a disciple, there was training from the time someone was a child, led by a rabbi, taught by a rabbi with increasing strictness, increasing uh, depth and seriousness as they would go along. And... The goal was for the disciple to learn what the rabbi knew, 
to become just like the rabbi and to be passionately devoted to what the rabbi considered important. The disciple was to note everything that the rabbi did and said and to become like them and then to become so strong in that that they would be able to teach others as well, that they would uh, become a rabbi and to have disciples. And in that way, the faith and the lifestyle was transferred from person to person and generation to generation. So there, there's something extremely important in this pattern that we have to pay attention to. And that leads into the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul said, Be imitators of me, just as I am of Christ. In other words, Paul was saying, Watch my life. Study my life. Pay close attention to my life and practice those things that you see in me. And so we have the example of Jesus Christ, the relationship of Jesus Christ, and we are to draw near to Jesus, pursue Jesus, and follow after him as closely as we can. In addition, we have people in our lives that God places there that can also be a strong support, flesh and blood, where we're seeing them and how they respond to life, and to be able to grow in Christ by watching them, imitating them. And I'll leave you with a couple of questions today. Who are you following? Who's following you? Is your life being changed because of who you are following, who you're imitating? And is that change conforming you to the image of Christ? Also, are you living a life strong enough to be imitated? Are you living a life where you can look to others and say, follow me, imitate me? I believe those are some strong goals that we need to seek. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son not only to die for our sins and to be our salvation, to be our redemption, but you sent your son to show us what you're like. You sent your son so that we could have a living flesh example of what it is to know you and to walk in the spirit. And so, Lord, because you lived in this flesh and you walked in the spirit, we can too by following you, by pursuing you. And so strengthen us by your Holy Spirit to follow you. Strengthen us, Holy Spirit, to be and to live a life that's worth following, that we may bring change, that we may live the change, but we may also impact others for the change that you want to bring. In Jesus' name, amen. In Isaiah 41.10, God says, Do not fear. For I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The goal of the Gaining Strength podcast is to help you gain strength in your walk with Christ and in your example of living your life for Him. I pray this episode has blessed you. I'm Cheryl Truitt. Thanks for listening.